You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings, Mark Randy with you as always. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out on there. Download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts from. So the the schedule, uh, you know, it, it'll always change. But what I, I thought would be interesting to get into this week more, kind of a lighter week as far as content is concerned, is some of the re- reasons that we can come back and review. But reasons to believe and maybe also not be as confident in the 49ers when it comes to Super Bowl contention, because I think we're both confident that the playoffs should be in line for the 49ers, barring catastrophic injury, barring a complete meltdown. This team will be in the postseason. But the question is, can you compete for a Super Bowl? Can you be not only in the final four, but ideally the final two when it comes to the end of the 2023 year? So first, Mark, I mean, I guess, how do you want to break this down? Do you want to start with the reasons for or against? How do you want to get into this? I guess I think um, we might have more fun doing the reasons for. So let's start with against and save the best for last. You all right with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first. I think the the first reason I have, I don't know if, if you share the same thoughts, is just questions about the health of your quarterback room. Um, and it's multiple guys, Brock Purdy, of course, with his elbow surgery. I know Kyle Shanahan said last week, and we talked about it last week that if there aren't any, you know, backward steps, uh, he expects him to be ready by training camp. I said it last week. I'll say it one more time. I'll believe it when I see it. Cause I don't believe it just yet. And then you have Trey Lance who's coming off of major, major ankle surgery for a mobile quarterback who was expected to use his legs consistently when he's in the game. Um, And then there's just the questions of, I still don't really know who Trey Lance is as a a quarterback. Um, And the the other guy you have behind him is Sam Darnold. And he's shown you absolutely nothing to make you believe that he can be a quality everyday starter on a team that is competing for a Super Bowl. So number one, before anything else, Evan, it's just questions about the quarterback room. Um, Until I have some solid reason to believe that Brock Purdy is ready and good to go, Um, And if he's not that Trey Lance is a good quarterback at this level, I'm not ready to guarantee anything because I just need to see the most important position uh, figured out. And at this point, while you have the guys you would like to have on your roster, you just don't quite know what they're going to look like. So number one for me, it's, it's the uncertainty of the quarterback position. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it, it has to be, it's really the only spot that, I mean, we've talked about some, you know, shoring up maybe the nickel, maybe the left end uh, on on defense. The the kicker, of course, has addressed this offseason. The, the biggest question mark is the quarterback spot. And that's also, I think, a compliment to how good the rest of the roster is that mm-hmm. you don't even think about all right, who's who's the second wide receiver is the second, maybe the second tight end. But, you know, who's like the 49ers have to figure out who's going to be under center. Um, 
one thing that stood out to me, I don't know if it's a reason not to believe in them as a Super Bowl contender, but it's a reason for me more down the line to look at them kind of with a, a, a puzzled look is their financial hierarchy, Mark, is mm. is interesting to me because I was just taking a look at last year, how positions stack up as far as annual, how money is distributed. Number one, of course, is quarterback. Number two, wide receiver. Number three would be edge. Number four, your O-line. Number five is the D-tackle spot. But the 49ers, their highest paid players are as follows per as far as cap hit is concerned. Trent Williams, number one. Eric Armstead, number two. George Kittle, number three. Nick Bosa, number four. I expect him after his <laughs> soon-to-be extension to move all the way to the top of this list. Yeah. And then Trey Lance, interestingly enough, is number five. That, to me, is something that when you win, you can overlook because players are aligned, they're in lockstep, everyone is all good. But when or if you continue to run into this wall, and I'm not saying being in the Final Four coming up short in the playoffs is anything to you know, besmirch, but as players on this team that have been around this organization for a long time, you start to look around and wonder if the money is being distributed appropriately. And especially if say your backup quarterback, Trey Lance is your fifth highest paid player on the roster. Then someone might look at the front office and say, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting what they're doing there. And that's your point about what the quarterback room is going to look like, how it's going to play out, but also how do the players on the team perceive it? Uh, Debo Samuel, even though his cap hit is lower this year, his average, his average salary is pretty high. Uh, if he doesn't produce, at the level that perhaps Brandon Ayuk did last year, this upcoming season, people might look at him and say, was that money handed out appropriately? I, I just think that when I look at the way the roster and the payroll plays out for the 49ers, it's not a reason on the field to maybe say, hey, they can't get it done. But I do think that if there's maybe a tough stretch, maybe they the season doesn't go the way they hope it will, there's a potential for fracturing based on the way that the roster uh, is financially compensated. That's interesting. I hadn't considered that. I think maybe if my my only thing I would I would fire back at you is I'm not sure that exists when it's in relation to players still on rookie deals. Like for example, Trey Lance is on his rookie deal, and and that was the price mm-hmm. he was locked in at when they drafted him. Now, if they re-sign him to something relatively big or you know much more than whoever their starting quarterback is at the time and they still use Trey Lance as their backup I I could see things flaring up there a little bit I think it's similar right now with Brandon Ayuk because he's still on his rookie deal as well you know of course that will likely change next offseason but you can kind of see maybe things bubbling um, but I'm not sure you see too much, at least with those two guys as examples, Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk. I'm not sure you see those things really affecting the team, at least I would hope, right now. Because, again, they are on just their first deals as professionals. Now, if things continue along this train and they're still being paid a lot or not enough commensurate to what they do and making less than than other wide receivers who are perhaps perceived as not as important or whatever the situation is, I think that's when it could become a major issue. 
And that's certainly something that the team will keep an eye on when it comes to all these decisions. We've talked so much about the wide receiver room and likely someone's got to go. They're considering that as well when it comes to these contract decisions for Brandon Ayuk, for Debo Samuel, for all of that. So I think you have a good point. I am just not certain it's something that's really going to affect the team this year, at least with, with those two examples. No, I, I I don't expect it to, or at least I, I hope it won't. But it's something that, again, if you face any adversity, I think, like you mentioned, bubbles a little bit more to the surface. And look, Trey Lance, even though he's the fifth highest paid player, again, quarterback is the highest paid position on average yeah. in the NFL. So it's not like they're overpaying for a guy that's not going to play, even if his cap hit is around $9 million. Um, Brandon Ayuk is, is interesting. I, I just think that they're again, this is more of a down the road concern for me, but how do you look at what you're worth with your production when you've already seen the Niners handed out at the time, appropriately large contracts to George Kittle, to Debo Samuel, to Fred Warner, whose play potentially could decline in their, you know, I guess Debo would be his second or, or third year of his deal. Uh, but George Kittle, you know, his fourth year of his deal, Fred Warner, third or fourth year of the deal. You're going to obviously pay Nick Bosa, but Trent Williams is being paid $27 million. I just think that there's guys on the roster that are going to have to step up and contribute at a high level that won't necessarily be expected to get those kind of numbers. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, let's game this out. Let's say Brandon Ayuk is a little frustrated entering this year. He's making way less than Debo Samuel. And say Ayuk has a has a great first six weeks. He's the team's leading receiver. He has six touchdowns through six games. He is doing incredible things, and Debo Samuel has become second fiddle big time. Uh, and George Kittle is more active in the passing game than Debo is. Debo is the 49ers' fourth best offensive player behind Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey. Let's just say that's how it goes. And Brandon Ayuk is frustrated, and he goes to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and says, hey, it's starting to real, really piss me off that Debo Samuel is making so much more money than him. But as you can see on the field every single week, I am better and I am more important and more valuable. What does the 49ers front office say? They say, hey, Brandon, we agree. We want you here for a long time. The reason Debo Samuel is making more money than you is because he's been in the league longer than you and he's already gone through this negotiation process and you haven't yet. It is coming. Your time is coming. We're going to give you the bag. Everything will be all right. You just need to be a team player through this season. Then the question becomes, Evan, okay, how does Brandon Ayuk respond to that kind of conversation? And maybe he's just not the kind of person who takes that sort of thing well. I don't really know. But that's how the conversation would go. And generally, as we've talked about countless times, the 49ers take care of their homegrown guys that deserve the bag. And at this point, it seems like Brandon Ayuk is on a path to deserve the bag. So I'm not worried about this working out in that regard. The only question I have is, 
How does Brandon Ayuk respond to that potential conversation if it's something that's frustrating him throughout this season? Well, and I'm sure the four ends would also say, hey, the market is going to dictate your value, which is going to be pretty high this offseason because you got Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb (laughs) in that class as opposed to Alan Lazard and uh, other not-so-top-tiered wide receivers in the previous class. Um, that's also the reason why Debo Samuel got paid what he did because his wide receivers class was, was paid a lot of cash. As far as reasons to Mark, um, this for me is, is pretty simple. Number one, it's the roster. Yes. First and foremost, this is a stacked team and a team that already got you to an NFC championship that is largely returning and also had probably more question marks to the quarterback position, maybe entering last year than this one, um, injury aside. Number two is the coaching staff. I know that you lost D'Amico Ryans, but you still have Kyle Shanahan, who no matter under center, I trust to be able to get requisite production out of to the point where this defense is going to be successful enough to sustain leads and for the offense to, even if they're marginal to begin the year, which is probably more expected than not, uh, to win enough football games to keep you at the top of your division, which is the most important part. And the third is the front office. I know that John Lynch doesn't get a ton of credit for, uh, you know, maybe the, the day-to-day operations. Uh, but to me, he has done a very good job at, as well as the rest of the front office at identifying those kind of later round selections. And what do they have a ton of this year? Third round and beyond <laughs> selections. And I know it's not the sexiest thing in the world to discuss, but I expect a couple of those guys to contribute, whether it's on special teams whether it's filling in for potential injuries. Uh, the 49ers have displayed a next-man-up mentality from the majority of the, the bottom half of their roster that says, I got to give the benefit of the doubt to this front office. So obviously the players come first. They're the ones on the field. They're the ones that win ball games. Uh, the coaching staff supplements that. And the front office, I think, puts together a group of guys that complement the first two points of the reason that I believe that this team not only is a Super Bowl threat, uh, but I expect to be coming out of the NFC this year. Uh, I'm with you. Everything that you said, I, I agree with 100 uh, percent. But in addition to the players, in addition to the coaching staff, in addition to the front office, besides the team's physical characteristics, everything you just laid out, what makes me confident in the 49ers as a legitimate Super Bowl threat in 2023 is this sense that the team needs to take advantage of this year. It feels like this is the team's best chance to win a Super Bowl, and they might not have nearly as good of a chance for a long time to come. We've spent a lot of time this offseason talking about the decisions coming next offseason where the Niners likely have to choose between Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk. We spend a lot of time talking about Trent Williams, who, you know, may be the 49ers' best overall offensive player. He's 34 years old now. He might not be this great player for that much longer. There are tough decisions, tough calls coming. What do the 49ers do with Trey Lance as he approaches the end of his rookie contract? Are they going to continue riding with Brock Purdy? Can he get through an entire season healthy? These are all things that are on the horizon for the San Francisco 49ers. And considering the talent that they have on this roster and all those questions on the horizon, Evan, I think the 49ers are all in 
on trying to win the Super Bowl this year. And I think they signaled that originally when they traded for Christian McCaffrey at the trade deadline last season. That was the 49ers pushing all of their chips into the middle of the table, saying, all right, we know what our roster looks like a few years from now. We know what the questions are moving forward. We know we still have a lot of talent in the future, but we know we're going to be missing most likely a couple of really key and important pieces in 2025, 2026, and beyond. So what does that mean? The 49ers are set on doing everything in their power to bring home a Lombardi this season. And I think for me, in addition to all the talent that they have, the coaching staff, the front office, that mindset, that desire to do whatever it takes this season to try to win it all is what gives me the most confidence that they are a legitimate Super Bowl threat in 2023. Well, and the other part of that that we're discussing as well is uh, the conference. Uh, that that <laughs> that really is the other part that gives people a lot of confidence in the 49ers being a Super Bowl threat because you don't have to go through Kansas City. You don't have to go through Buffalo. You don't maybe have to go through New York. You don't have to go through Baltimore. You don't have to go through Cincinnati. You don't have to go through... There are multiple multiple AFC teams that I would be fearful of if the 49ers met potentially in the playoffs. And the NFC, there are some good teams. I don't want to belittle any of them. Oh, uh, come on, the th- belittle them. Come on. No, the, the, the threat is not nearly as high. <laughs> not even close. Uh, Philadelphia, absolutely. I know that we, we discussed previously why they might have fell off. Uh, I think they're going to be back right where they were last year. Dallas, I think, is also going to be back right where it was last year. And everyone else, it's pretty much up in the air at that point. Uh, so I, I think the NFC is also a big, and may, maybe just some, the biggest reason why the 49ers are a Super Bowl threat. Uh, but, that, but that's certainly something we can dig into, of course, as we move on. As we continue in the offseason, we're coming out to twice a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. This is the 415ers Podcast. Please download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from, especially the Odyssey app. Download there. That is Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll be coming at you again on Thursday for your next episode. In the meantime, enjoy your midweek. We'll talk to you next time.